Welcome back to the Bigger Ballers Podcast. It's your boy Dev with me as always, my great co-host Brinks. We got an exciting episode for you guys today. I'm real, real pumped about it. I got uh, some some drama and some some controversy to talk about. I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about for sure in the sport, sports world. Super fun time of year. Uh, as everyone remembers last week, we did our picks. We had our um, competition, our our bracket competition for the Bigger Ballers podcast. Thanks for all those that uh, did give us a listen and filled out a bracket. Again, prize on the table, 100 bucks to the winner. Uh, also, you get to join us and be our first official guest on the Bigger Ballers podcast. Dev, who we got in the lead? Did you uh, check it out? Uh, yes, so I did. In the lead right now, we have uh, Steeler Nation, which is one of our buddies. I haven't seen him in like nine years. It's been a long time, but uh, he's been texting me. He's currently currently in the lead by thirty points. Shout out Caleb. He's uh, he's doing Shout pretty out good. Caleb, he's doing pretty good. Sadly for him, he's uh, he's got Arizona winning it all. So. Yeah, that feels it's, bad. Uh, he, he's going to need a, an upset, you know, someone like a Princeton to come in and win it all maybe so that that he holds on there. But who knows? We still got two more weeks. 15 more teams need to be eliminated. Wow, what a wild ride. Speaking of Princeton, I, did you catch that I, game against Arizona? I did, I did not. Uh, I haven't gotten to watch a whole – last week for me, work was really crazy. And I did not get the chance to watch a whole lot of college basketball, but I was paying attention to the scores. And let me tell you, I was I was paying attention, kind of watching like the game cast of that Furman Virginia game. So I mentioned it last week that I had <laughs> I had Virginia winning it all. I was like, you know what? I I, I had seen some some clips, so watched a little of them play. I was like, I like this team. I think that they're gonna make a run at it. And then they lost to a, a school that I'd never even. I mean, have you heard of Furman before? I'd never even heard of Furman. Well, being from North Carolina, uh, I have definitely heard of Furman. Uh, they play there kind of close to home. So so have have heard of them. Carolina's played them before. But the, the, the them, fact though. of how I mean, they Virginia lost, beat Carolina this year. So. That, that, that final play, I, I don't really, I mean, I think I know what was going through his head with like, let me just get the ball up in the air to like waste the time. But you got to throw it and not to the, I mean, he had open people, like not even that. I mean, they were kind of collapsed on him, but I don't really know what was going through his head there. And probably one of the craziest endings to a March Madness. I mean, we've seen some pretty crazy endings before, but that was, wow. I mean, talk about handing a team a win on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. You got your fifth-year senior point guard, team leader, has been for a while. You know, I watch a lot of Virginia basketball because they're in the ACC. I could not see that coming. At all. I mean, he's got a timeout he can call if he needs to. Like, that's the last thing you do. You do not throw the ball up there. I mean, try to bounce it off your opponent's leg because you're trapped down in the corner. Anything but throwing it up, giving the other team a chance, and not only giving them a chance to tie the game, but they came down, got a wide-open look for three. Lo and behold, the guy just drains it, hits the dagger. It was great. And I mean, that was like the second game of the tournament you seriously lost your winner the second game that's why i was so how'd that feel and i i made the joke to someone tonight because i was talking to them about our challenge and everything and i was like yeah when i tell you that i was mad as heck sitting and i was in like a meeting or something uh and i'm sitting in the back i'm watching the game cast on my phone and you know virginia's up by a few points and then it you know didn't refresh or i was got involved in the conversation or something. And I look back down, I refresh the page and it has Virginia losing. I couldn't believe it at first. And I was just immediately ruined my day. I was so angry. And I mean, I texted you right away and was like, and it yep. was within, I don't know, two hours of Austin Eckler announcing that he's going to request a trade like that. That day had a lot of emotions going for me. I was, I was rather upset. It It was just a bad day. For me, pretty tough. Yeah, pretty but never, tough. I mean, sure. never would have saw but that. You know game. what? I mean, never would have saw Princeton. I mean, 
like who who would have thought that Princeton won? I'm surprised they even made, you know, the the bracket. But this 16 team did not win one, but but two games against number two Arizona. Well, they're a 15 and, seed, so they're a 15 seed. Oh, sorry, 15 seed. Princeton's but still, a 15, regardless, a regardless, a, a 15 beating a two and a seven. I I never would. Now, if Creighton loses, now I told you last week, Creighton's my college basketball team. If they lose to Princeton, I'm gonna be real upset. I mean, Creighton has a legitimate, a legitimate chance at making the Elite Eight, and I just I don't want those nerds to win. I well, mean, who know, knew they were good at basketball? Selfishly, I do. I I have. I mean, yeah, obviously you do. That was one of my picks. That really helped. Fifteen. I mean, yeah. Without without Princeton, twice. I'm beating you. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm up. That is. I mean, 17 there, but there's, points, so. there's been a lot of upsets this I would I would say arguably more than I've seen in a while. Like obviously every year you have like it's, one or two upsets, but there's been a lot that no one thought was gonna actually, you know, to upset the or to win, you know? Quite a few. Quite a few upsets. Obviously the biggest you know, Princeton over Arizona, huge upset, but fairly Dickinson. Beating Purdue on Friday yeah. night. That was yeah, that was one. incredible. Just incredible. So fun to watch. Like, if you're a basketball fan, you know, you always pull for the David versus the Goliath. You could hear that whole arena became FDU fans. They started chanting it at the end of the game. And then lo and behold, they those guys played with a lot of heart and pulled out the win. They almost beat Florida Atlantic last night. They gave yeah. them everything they wanted. But now we have Florida Atlantic in this Sweet 16 as a nine seed. So let's break it down. Which I'm, I'm happy that FDU here. won, obviously, because. That did help you. It did help me. It would have been nice. I mean, had they won their second game over FAU, uh, our, our point totals would look a lot different right now. Yep. For sure. So for our listeners, we have a contest here. Devin and I picked 32 teams each, and we get points for every time our teams win based on their seed. For instance, Princeton was one of my teams as a 15 seed. Every time they win, I get 15 points and so on. So let's break it down. The first day, 16 games. You won nine of those games. I won seven. So you had a seven-point lead after the first day. The second day, we split. We went eight and eight on the second day. I won that day by five. Um, So, you know, we went, you know, after the very first round, we went into that. Devin up by two points. The second round got crazy. We each won eight games. I had some higher seeds, including Princeton, that won uh, and then a couple nine seeds that really helped. So the point total as it sits now, 144 uh, for Brinks and 127 for Dev. You want to remind everyone what you're going to have to eat here in a couple weeks? I am I mean, I'm going to remind everyone what I'm not eating, and that's a banana and mayo sandwich. What you're going to eat, and I'm, I'm so ready to see you cry from the spiciness, the the one chip pocky pocky chip challenge. It's gonna be awesome. It, like, it's gonna be awesome. All right, so, to see so go ahead that and banana name, so sandwich. We sweet sixteen and crazily enough, we each have eight teams left. Yes. So so, so break it down. How, how it breaks down. How it breaks down. Been? So we each have a game where where we have both teams in a game. So we're we're gonna win selfishly. You know, you probably want the the lower seeded team to win so you get more points. That that game for you is going to be up in the Midwest, which side note, I anticipate and plan on going down to Kansas City to watch uh, this game in person on Friday night. Really? Uh, so that one is Houston and Miami. You have both of those teams, the one seed versus the five. My matchup that I have both teams is Kansas State and Michigan State, the seven seed versus the three seed in the East. 
So you have the rest of the game. The, well, I guess not really, but yeah, you have the advantage. So the rest of the games, we have a one-one. I on do, them. I do. So so let's break it down. There are uh, two one seeds left in the tournament. You have Houston. I have Bama. There are two two seeds left in the tournament. You have UCLA. I have Texas. There are three three seeds left. So three seeds taking care of business. You have Xavier. I have Kansas State and Gonzaga. There are two four seeds left. You have both of those with Tennessee and UConn. You have both five seeds that are left in San Diego State and Miami. You have the only six seed that is left in Creighton. And then here's where I got my points. Michigan State, a seven seed left. Arkansas, a nine seed left. FAU, a nine seed left. And Princeton, my 15 seed, Cinderella. Let's hope they keep it up. Beat those I Blue mean, Jays. Looking, looking at the matchup, it looks like I should have the advantage here. Like, yeah, you have. You, you should. It's going to take some. It's going to take some upsets, but I don't. I'm, I feel I'm, I'm so you have fine. 17 points to make up and that that yeah. means you know your one seed winning your two seed winning your three seed winning that's only six points so you you really can't afford a loss to one of the nine or nine seeds or the no. 15 seed that, and honestly that, it's probably going to come really down to who has the winning team because we said what 15 points well for the the winning team 15 points for the for the winning team yeah it's it's gonna come down to, probably to that that game, which is going to be pretty nuts. Which what date is that on the? That is going to be April the second. April is the national no, championship game. No, April third. April third. 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 You're right. You're right. Seconds on you know, the Sunday. I, and I, I wish that I, I wish that I could be in town for that, but I will not be in town for that. Um, well, I'll well, be in for, Pittsburgh I, for that. So okay. Well, I won't even be in town myself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Um, so hey, let's let's break it down and, and kind of talk uh, who we think is gonna win. Maybe talk some smack up in the the South region. I have Bama, the one seed. Obviously, I'm San cheering Diego for Creighton. State. How you feeling? Uh, I mean, I got how go, you feeling in that got, matchup, I, Bama San Diego State. I mean, San Diego State beat the team that upset Virginia. So I mean, like, I gotta. I gotta assume that, that you have never heard of. Let's remind everyone. Yeah, that's you've true. never heard of Furman. Never, never heard of him. I don't know. See, here's the thing. I haven't watched enough like college. I see clips. I see stuff on social media, but I haven't watched enough like college basketball consistently to be like, oh, this could. Yeah, San Diego State's got it. I gotta assume these are all Sweet Sixteen teams. They've all proven themselves in some capacity or another to make it at least two rounds through March Madness. So. And as we've seen, anything can happen. For sure. Like, I, I'm still just blown away by some of the the upsets that were there. From the little knowledge that I did have about college basketball this year, I never would have thought. I mean, FDU had no business beating Purdue. Now, was I extremely happy that they beat Purdue? Absolutely, because I had FDU on my team. There's 16 points in my favor. But there's no way Purdue was like favored to like top three to win the tournament. And yep. then you, you know, so I, San Diego State, Alabama, I'm going to cheer against Alabama. Anyway, I'm born in San Diego, so obviously I'm cheering for San Diego State. My uncle's San Diego yeah. State fan. I'm going to cheer for San Diego State. And I've got Alabama posted up all around my house because my roommate's an Alabama fan. So I'm going to cheer against them. Rarely do I say this, but roll tie. You Let's go. Need my one seed to the come fact through. that you just said that. I, you're just hey, selling your soul. First, I, you're picking Duke, and next, you're saying Roll Tide. It's like I don't even know who you which are. Which Duke lost, by the way. I know. Here, here. It was awesome. I was. Awesome. It's a win-win. You know, if they won, I got points. If they lose, then I'm even happier. Yeah, but think about it. You got but points. I am selling not selling your my soul. soul. You sold your soul. I'm not Duke. selling my soul. I'm gonna get I, you I'm an iHeart Duke to see shirt. You eat this banana mayo sandwich. Yeah, so. whatever. It's you still have to live with. I can eat the banana mayo sandwich. You have to live with yourself. I'm just fine. Uh huh. It's just it's just picking games. That's all it is. It's competition. 
Yeah. Taking yeah, the gloves well. off for competition. Well, you know? we, we now know what you're No holds win. barred. Wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't. If we were doing this for NFL, I don't know if I could. Yes, you would. Pick. You, no, I, you I don't would. know if I could. You would do. You would. You would do it. About I would. I would. I would figure win. out another way to where I could win without having that. Would it definitely? You picked Duke way sooner than I thought you were going to. I went into the to mm-hmm. that that challenge fully, like mentally preparing myself that Duke was going to be the last pick. I was going to make. I was going to make all. you take it. Whatever. <clears throat> Regardless. I'm not over the roll tide right. comments. So, so I'm moving, going. I'm going Bama. I'm going. Obviously, you're going to cheer for your team. In the bottom part of that South region, obviously Creighton's your team. Obviously, in more yeah, ways than one, you're going I'm, for them. I'd love to see Princeton keep on a roll. Why not? Give my 15 seed some some points. You know, it would make everyone around here super happy if Creighton were to make it to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've not been able to get over that hump like ever, really, in, in my recollection. I could be wrong, uh, but they're playing they, really yeah, well. To their, to their credit, they are playing some really good basketball. Ryan Kalkbrenner in the middle is playing big. Uh, Ryan Ryan Emhard, I mean, scored thirty, uh, you know, yesterday. So that was huge for him. We'll see. Creighton's playing well, but Princeton's offense; those guys can shoot. If you don't guard them, they, I mean, they'll they'll light it up. That's what they did against Arizona. That's what they get did against Missouri, and they Which, they ran they, they won that one going they, away. Yeah, and by fifteen points, I mean March Madness. Fifteen yeah. points is a lot. Like they, yeah, they won that, one going won away. that they, game. Yeah, so who knows? That's gonna be a good game. Looking forward to that one. Let's drop down to uh, FAU and Tennessee. Florida Atlantic, they had a great season. Obviously, I'm going season. Tennessee on this one. Well, you obviously are. Tennessee's playing really well. I mean, the the defensive effort that they put in, obviously, um, defended Duke really well. They really won that one going away. Super excited to see that. I can't argue. I was going for Tennessee in that game, even though I had picked the other team. But Florida Atlantic, who knows? They've only lost three games all year. So... Those kids are used to winning. We'll see what happens in that matchup. Down in the east, I have the other one, Kansas State, Michigan State. Um, Kansas State's playing really well. They they took down Kentucky. But, man, it's hard to pick against Tom Izzo in the NCAA tournament. So, I don't know who's going to win that game. I really don't. I, yeah, Up, and I saw- uh, who do you think is going to win between Houston and Miami? I mean, from what I've seen, Miami's playing some pretty good ball right now. They beat the brakes off of Indiana, so they're they're on a roll right now. Houston is too, obviously, but they're a one seed. They're expected to do that. I mean, they've beaten a, a sixteen and a nine seed. They really haven't had any higher seeds yet. I could see that one being kind of an upset, to be honest with you, and with Miami pulling away on that. And I mean, Alabama, or sorry. I was looking at Alabama on my bracket. Uh, Houston, you know, it could, I could see that going. They've only lost three games as well. And I think they were favored to kind of win the tournament, but I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami, Miami takes them down. I'm going to probably, they, out of all the ones, well I'm, I'm probably predicting that most of the lower seeds are going to win this with the exception of UConn and Arkansas. Uh, no, I'm going to say UConn's going to be Arkansas, but I would say probably the upset. Of course you I'll, are. I'll, I'll call I'll call Miami over Houston. Not even talking points wise. I'm just gonna say I think that UConn's gonna beat Arkansas. But I'll Ma- I'm gonna call the Miami's upset playing really Miami. good. Miami's playing really good basketball. the The question for Houston is is Marcus Sasser and how healthy he's gonna be. He hasn't been super healthy. They've still been able to get the job done. That's a really good basketball team. But he's got another week to heal up. And again, uh, I very well could be at that game right now. The plans are going down to Kansas City. And I'll also be attending uh, in the same session the Xavier Texas game. Texas, they they look pretty good themselves right now. Mm-hmm. I really like them. Xavier, you know, obviously um, they took down the 11 seed Pitt. Had that game in hand by double digits, pretty much the whole whole game. So they're on a really good streak right now. That should be another good basketball game. 
bumping down you you're picking UConn over Arkansas. I know that's your that's your squad. Did, did you get to see any of the Arkansas Kansas game? I did. I really. I again. I was really busy this week. Didn't get to see a whole lot of the games. And I know that the fact that they beat Kansas is pretty unbelievable. I think everyone kind of predicted that Kansas was going to make it farther. But I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm, I'm still going to go with UConn on that one. So speaking of Arkansas and their big win, did you see what their coach did when they won? I did not. Did you see this? He went and stood up on the scorer's table and took his shirt off and started waving it around after they won. Like he was in the WWE or something. I did not. I feel like with all the sports pages that I follow on pretty much every social media, I should have seen that. How did I not see that? You should have seen that. Did that on live television. It was funny. They, They won. He's over waving his polo around shirtless. And he's coming back over to do his interview for CBS, or I, I think it was CBS that was broadcasting that game. And they had to wait for a second so he could put his shirt back on for the interview. It was great. Like, it wasn't one of the kids that did it. It was the coach. Eric Musselman. It was kind of funny. You got to pull that up and check that out. It was hilarious. Uh, I'll have to take a look. I just got a, a breaking news update for uh... – Women's college basketball, the number nine Miami just upset uh, number one Indiana. So, wow, that's the second one seed that lost. Stanford lost uh, yesterday. Yeah. So in women's college basketball, which we don't necessarily, I don't follow it enough to talk about it knowledgeably. I don't, but that still college, is a big upset. College, I don't. Uh, I've start actually weirdly enough, I started watching WNBA a little bit more last season. Um, I hate to admit this but i think that i i root for the aces the las vegas aces just because i kind of was well yeah obviously i mean i love kelsey plum uh but i just like i was following them and i really wanted to go to one of their games when i was in vegas last year and i'm really upset that i didn't but like i mean kelsey plum's a ball uh, a baller ajay wilson's a baller like they're just they're kind of fun to watch and i've started paying attention a little bit more to the WNBA and Everything's going around. I follow but a couple who, You know who's a baller in college right now? Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark. I love Oh my Caitlin gracious. Clark. She that she's pulled up from Steph Range out there. Yeah, she's gonna be fun to like follow whenever she makes it big. Gotta be the first pick in the draft. Oh, yeah. Gotta I would love to see her go to the Sparks, obviously. Like I gotta have a little bit of a, a rooting for, you know, LA, but I wouldn't mind if she went to Las Vegas, but I doubt they're going to get the first round pick because they're pretty solid still. Yeah, who knows? I, I know nothing I also, about the WNBA. So. I also really like watching uh, Sabrina and Eskew uh, for the New York Liberty. She's pretty fun to watch too. She's yeah. uh, She can pull She's up. She's got her own there. shoe line, I saw. She I did, did and they look, like, they look really clean. I like them. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. So, off of, off of that, off of the breaking news, the last game we got to talk about before we Zaga move on, Zags and UCLA. I, I like got to assume, West okay, Coast. so I go into every March Madness assuming that Gonzaga is going to get beat. Like, they're always ranked super high and then always lose way earlier than they're predicted to. They're just, to me, they're, I mean, yeah, they had that that run, was it last year, the year before, a couple years ago, where they made it to, I think, the finals, right? But Yeah, they lost to Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just assume... Like, like if you were to say out of like pick any one to three seed that's going to get upset in the first round, I'm picking Gonzaga every time. It just seems like that's kind of right. their they're like the Notre Dame of college basketball. They're always way overseeded and overranked, and then they lose when they actually play someone that's good. There's my hot yeah, take. and that could very well happen. I I think it's going to be a good game. I feel like this year they've flown under under the radar a little more. They don't have the target on their back they didn't come in as a one seed that they've been like the last what three or four years so yeah who knows that's a very uh veteran team and they they can get it done we'll we'll see how that goes should be fun we'll uh keep up with the points talk some junk offline and be back to give everyone an update next week when it's already set in stone that you'll be eating the banana mayo sandwich and it's not gonna be we'll take it from there or it'll be sad. Nah. Nah, After I think, Princeton beats Creighton, it'll be over. I might cry. 
for more than one reason. One, the points, and two, I I want to see Creighton make it. Like at least make it. To I hear you. Four. I mean, Every, it's been, everyone here does. Yeah, it's just I. Who would have thought that those nerds at Princeton could make could play basketball? But lo and behold, well, they're out here. Up the old Princeton people. offense, the the Princeton backdoor cutting offense. I mean, there's something to that. Explain. Coaches teach that for a reason. It's fun Good to watch. Old, old fashioned fundamental basketball, you know. And I mean, down, and you down. love and you you love Which to see done. that that <clears throat> type of offense, like when they're getting all fancy. And I I will admit, like I've obviously paid attention more to the NBA the past pretty much my entire life, just because I'm a Lakers fan. Creighton usually, I mean, they they make it, but they're not usually contenders. But I will say, college basketball is way more exciting. I, I forget about it every year until March Madness rolls around. And usually all the crazy stuff happens in March Madness, it seems. Like, you don't get any of these crazy games. True story. These finishers during the regular season. But, man, like, March Madness is fun. Second game of the blast. tournament, upset. Ruins my whole bracket. You know, like, I you just don't get that. Now, I did see... Uh, no. I, I, I assume it was satire. But a basically the idea of doing a college football... March Madness, essentially, where you do the 64-team tournament oh play. One, yeah, that's going to take That forever. would take all, all year. They, they would have to start that tournament in September. Uh, you could do it in a month. I mean, you play six games. So so realistically, you'd have to start in November, but like a six-game playoff, that, that would be nuts. It'd be fun. <laughs> it'd, it'd be fun. But it would be nuts. Because, I mean, anything could happen in college football, just like we see in college True basketball. Story. But yeah, that would be that would be interesting. I'm curious to see how college football is going to be in the next couple of years, moving it to a 12 team playoff. Yeah, and these power fun. conferences with with you know Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC, just a lot of shakeups. U USC UCLA to the Big Ten. I mean, things are just getting crazy when it comes to college athletics. So. It'd be interesting to see what happens for a 12-team playoff, like you mentioned. Just some of these, you know, rivalry games, what happens to those? How does everything shake out? It'd be good to see for sure. Hey, you know what? Nebraska's winning it next year, so it's fine. I love your optimism. I mean, I know you don't like Rule being a Carolina fan, but... I mean, I, at least he's not like Carolina it. anymore. You know, I'm I'm glad he's not a Panther coach any longer. So I think speaking that's, of since since we, I mean, I, that's a beautiful segue. That's what I was literally about to say. Perfect transition to free agency, big signing. Well, to me, it's a big signing because I like him. I know he's getting old. I didn't see him getting cut by the Vikings. You said that you saw it, but you guys signing Adam Thielen. I like that for you. I like that for Thielen. I'm I like Thielen. I I like what the Panthers have done. Really putting some pieces around whomever our quarterback is going to be. Miles Sanders, I feel like was a great get from Philadelphia. Yeah, I was I was curious what you guys were doing with that because like obviously you guys let go of Deontay Foreman. I I know you kind of liked him. He played great the game that we went to last year. But I mean, yeah, my, signing Miles Sanders was huge for you guys. It's looking like you guys are going to try to make a run this year, which I don't think I didn't see that coming. But no. you guys have made some great moves in free agency, trading yeah. and stuff. Obviously, getting rid of uh, your receiver, uh, was it DJ Moore, uh, wasn't optimal. But you guys have made some really solid moves on both offense and defense. And I, agree. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys, you know, have a good little squad. You got to see how your rookie quarterback's going to go, though. Yeah, it, that's going to be really in interesting to see. Um, who we take? I saw we got Andy Dalton in to be that veteran presence in in the QB room, which is nice. Hayden Hurst, tight end. I really like yeah. that signing too. Mm -hmm. Getting some nice pieces. Whomever our quarterback is, will have some weapons right right when they come in. Our offensive line. That's what we spent our first round draft pick on last year. Uh, is O line. They did a really good job this year. I felt. We'll see. It could be fun. I love our defense, so it, it just depends who 
we end up letting go from that defense. We got to keep Brian Burns. I saw we reworked Shaq Thompson's deal, so we get to keep him in-house, which is nice. Need to get J.C. Horn back healthy. Should be fun. I'm really excited with the moves that they've made. Tepper's got deep pockets, so I'm glad to see him spend some money and bring in some talent for sure. Oh, you got – I mean, you got to love to see when your your team is making some moves that are good. That's the one thing that I'm kind of frustrated. I don't know if you saw, but I tweeted it out today. That little meme with like a stick figure holding a stick and it's like poking. It's like, do something. And it was the Chargers. I was right. like, me, me watching free agency. All of these moves. Like, yeah, we signed Eric Hendricks. He's a solid linebacker. He's a little bit older, but he was pretty good for the Vikings. I love to see our secondary getting boosted, you know. But he's not a, like the best run stopper. He's a decent, you know, pass stopper. He's not going to be great against the run. He's he's solid. I'm really upset that we let Drew Tranquil get away, especially for the fact that he signed with Kansas City, which kind of feels like a slap in the face. But I just we haven't had any big, and I'm curious to see if they're kind of waiting to see what Eckler is going to do, what kind of you know trade stock he brings in. But I'm just it's frustrating seeing all these teams making big moves. You know, the, the Raiders bring in people in. I mean, they just signed uh, Jacoby Myers. You got, you know, the Saints making some big moves, uh, signing Jamal Williams, which I think was a great. I was hoping, I was, I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't have mind Jamal Williams going to the, uh, the Chargers. But we're just not doing anything. It's like, come on, Pokemon, no. do, do something, do anything. Like, cool. Yeah. I mean, the 49ers signed- got Sam Darnold. We, I can't believe we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. They got, they got Sam Darnold. Uh, they cheap. just, they uh, also, who was it that I'm thinking of? They just got uh, Javon Hargrave, so making that defense even better. Like the, the Niners are going to be solid next year. They're going to be hard to beat, but they are. it's just like. And the Bears are doing a lot of things. To, they to, are. I feel like they're going all in. And, and not to mention the draft picks they have. Mm-hmm. They could be interesting. No more Aaron Rodgers in that, in that division. Yeah, you know, pending everything getting worked out. I mean, trade. Speaking but. of which, he's I, like, I he says my intentions are to sign with New York. I would love for him to just pull like an ultimate troll move and just be like, I'm retiring, or go to some other team after making them bring basically all of Green Bay to the New York. Like, it seems like you got the New York Packers over here. Here's what I don't get. Like, it, it frustrates me about Aaron Rodgers is he complains so much about what was wrong with the wide receivers and everything else. Yeah, and then tells them and that he needs to bring all those he's wide, doing, wide receiver oh, over. Why were you complaining, dude? You had it made. Like, that just frustrates me. I've always been frustrated by how Aaron Rodgers did his thing. Now, to each their own, he can do whatever he wants. Obviously, he's a multimillionaire. He's won multiple MVPs. He's won a Super Bowl. But it's just weird like different we we know he's different i just yeah. i i do not like that at all it's hard to know and it's hard to depend on someone like that when you never can tell what they're gonna do yeah and that's why i was saying it would be awesome to see him just do something crazy now he and he like did you see his wish list that he wanted the jets to sign for him to yes there? it was ridiculous and also speaking on that OBJ is out of his mind with the contract that he was wanting. It was like something crazy of like $30 million a year. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was ridiculous for someone as old. No like, one's giving him that. No. It's like, yeah, you can still play, but you are you need to be out here begging for like your one-year deals, your one-offs. For sure. Like you ha- didn't play all last season. You're constantly hurt yeah when you're good you're good but that was a long time ago you have you've got to prove yourself again if you want that kind of money i just don't think the jets are going to bring him in i would be curious to see i wouldn't surprise me if obj sits out another year because he's not getting the money he wants it'd be it'd be he's just he's being unrealistic and i saw some videos of him training and what he's been up to and how he's looking but it's just like dude i you gotta you got to calm down. You're not that valuable. Which I mean nope. a lot of teams nope. aren't going to aren't even able to you know spend that kind of money 
on a player like that. And they are. Oh. They're going to put it on a player. Like even it, it's sounding like not a whole lot of teams are that interested in Eckler, which is mind-boggling to me considering he led the league in touchdowns last year. He's an awesome running back, but like they're just not. There's a lot of running backs out there. They're going to have to pay a premium for Eckler is the thing, you know? That's that's a tough pill to swallow. So I want your opinion on you this. Know, Zeke's on the market this. too. That's what, and a lot of people think that we're going to try to get Zeke. I would be okay with like a one-year, couple-million-dollar contract, maybe. And just and I would love to just watch him come out and give a big screw you to the Cowboys and have a fantastic season. Obviously, I, I think that Zeke's day is not over. Is he worth what he probably thinks he is? No. He's injury-prone. No. But I think that he would be solid if you can get him for at the right price, obviously. But my and – and I had this conversation at work today, and I want your opinion on it. I, I made the comment that I would love to have Derrick Henry, and I mentioned it last week. If I could have my pick, because he wants to be traded, like he has said, you know, and the Titans are looking to offload him. Do you think it would be a fair trade to do a one-on-one swap with Eckler and Henry? Or do you think that something else, fair for both teams, like just do a quick little whoop, like they both want out, they both, I think they're feeling undervalued. Like, that that's an interesting scenario. I mean, straight up, are they both, both valued? They essentially both carried their team's offenses last season. Like, let's be honest. The Chargers offense was carried by Austin Eckler. Man put us on his back mm-hmm. and took us. Obviously, Justin Herbert had some some great games. He but he he spreads out his receivers so much. Like he led the league in like the most sees, like most receivers with 500 plus passing yards. Like he's really good about sp- spreading that load around but the one consistent factor was Austin Eckler came out and balled out every game granted he's more of a receiving running back which is why I think he's a great backup to a power back like a Henry a healthy Zeke maybe like he's great on third down but Mm -hmm. I there so it's hard to kind of make that like that idea of that trade because they're two different backs but I think that Henry would fit into our system very well and I would I would if Eckler's going to leave, I want him to... I'm still going to be an Eckler fan. I love Austin Eckler. He's a great guy. Great running back. I want the best for him. Sucks to see him leave. But if I were to have my pick of who we're trading for, I'm going Henry. But I just don't know what else we would have to give up to give get Henry, considering he's so injury prone. That was another thing. Austin Eckler didn't get hurt. Really. Like, he... Dude's a... I don't know if you follow... I follow him on Instagram. He's... J- ripped absolutely just and even this off season he's already posting stuff of like getting ready for next season like dude is jacked he's great has great health whereas henry is injury prone so i don't know i think that kind of helps us but i don't interesting interesting scenario i mean there's so many things still left right we got five weeks till the draft so there's yeah, and, so much and i know a lot of people want a lot of Chargers fan want Bijan robinson from Texas. I don't want him. I want a receiver. I want that speedy receiver. That's what, or Darnell Washington. I'll take, I mean, I, if he's still there at 21, you got to take him. But we just re-signed our tight end. Everyone was happy about it. I thought it was, I was kind of on the fence either or. I could really care less about that one. I would have preferred us not to and sign Washington or, you know, another big tight end. But I just don't. That'd be interesting. It's, I can't speak. I don't know what's going to happen. That trade would be a blockbuster for sure. I mean, that would be the trade of free agency, right? Or, or anything aside from you know the Panthers and everything they gave up. For yeah, the I mean, first I would say the, the, the best winner out of any trade is definitely the Ram- the Jalen Ramsey trade because Miami got him. Oh for my gracious! Nothing. Yeah, yeah. The, nothing. The but Dolphins. The biggest like shocker man, trade I think would be it. that would be. Yeah, I don't, what, dude. What was the Rams thinking sure. on that one? I don't know. I, I, it's hard to tell what what they're doing. So much more to to come with the NFL. It's always fun to talk about. We'll continue to talk about it as we get closer to the draft. I did want to bring up, kind of switching gears here, 
I, I mentioned to you the World Baseball Classic, and yeah, it's so fun to watch. the The thing I wanted to bring up is we've had two really significant injuries with the World Baseball Classic. So Edwin Diaz, the closer for the Mets, tears his ACL celebrating, not even yeah, play. That was celebrating a win, and then Jose Altuve breaks his thumb, fractured his thumb on his throwing hand uh, as well. So you have two really important players for two really important teams, both playoff teams last year. And I've heard a a few different takes. You know, fans of those teams really upset that those players got hurt. They weren't playing for their team. They weren't in spring training. But to me, like, you get the chance to represent your country – you take it, right? That's that's pride. You get a chance to represent your country, try to go get a win. You're playing against the best baseball players in the world still, just like you are even when you're in spring training. Granted, it's not for your team. It wasn't him celebrating a win for the Mets or Altuve playing for the Astros. But also, to me, it's like you can't live in fear either. Like, I'm afraid of getting hurt, so I'm not going to participate in something that's so important to me. Now, to each their own, there's some players that chose not to play and opted out of playing for their respective nations. But I wanted to get your take. I really feel and I love the fact that these guys go play for their country. Team USA playing for it all tomorrow night against the winner of this Mexico and yeah, Japan I got to pull up right now, 5-4, right middle of the ninth. Like, that's going to be close. That's a good game. Uh, so I remember, couple, you know, last week or whatever, when it was like, is USA even going to make the quarterfinals? Like, they did not look good coming out the gate. And then to come out and just destroy Cuba last night, 14-2. I mean, you love to see it. Obviously, I'm a big Olympics guy. I cannot wait for the Olympics to come back around every year, winter, summer. It doesn't matter. I'm Team USA all the way. I mean, you know my family. We decorate the yep. house with, like, the rings. Like, we painted hula hoops. Like, in our house, I remember growing up, waking up in the middle of the night to my dad and mom screaming and me rushing up there stairs thinking that, like, something was going on. And they're just, like, watching pole vaulting. And they're yeah. excited. Because Team USA. Yeah, knows. something like that. It's like, like that in my house growing up. So this is the Olympics of baseball. So I think, yeah, you should play for your team. I know like basketball, NBA players will sit out the Olympics because they're, you know, they're injury prone. They don't want to hurt themselves. But like to me, I feel like that's, yeah, it's cool for your team to win the finals. But like now you're winning, you're competing for your country. Like to me, that's more. You know, like, right. There's more pride in that. If you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. I mean, you can get hurt in training. I mean, Edwin Diaz gets hurt jumping up and down celebrating. I mean, we just saw Kevin Durant get hurt in layup lines. Like, things happen. Like, and and there was another player that, like, no, go out and play your game, represent your country, be proud of the country that you're from. And if stuff happens, it happens. I don't. I don't see any – I kind of look down on the people who are like, oh, it's a meaningless game. No one cares about the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, there there are people that do. I mean, you saw the – I don't know about you, but I've seen clips of like the Team USA fans going crazy. Oh, yeah, like, the, pe- for sure. People want to see their country play com- to compete. You know, We want to know which ones – that's just in our nature. We want to see our country do well in yeah. every regard. So I, I'm totally on board. And if things happen while you're celebrating a big win, things happen, recover from it, move on. Right. These fans that get upset, like I don't get you. If you're a fan that thinks that way, you, you know, you're so selfish. You know, this guy plays for my team, so he can't go represent his country. Yeah. Probably don't have an athletic bone in your body. Right, yeah, no, you, like you don't have an athletic bone in your body if you think that way. You have never competed at anything more than likely if you're so selfish that you think that your favorite player or a player for your team shouldn't go represent their country for fear of being hurt. Like that yeah. is is the pinnacle and, and the ultimate competition for you. 
you know, because you're not playing for a paycheck. You're, you're playing for pride at that point. Yeah. Like I would argue that it 100%. Would, like for me personally, I would rather win a team USA gold medal in basketball than win an NBA finals. Yeah. Like that is the, you, think you about- are, because you're not just, oh, yeah, cool. You win an NBA finals. You're the best team in the US. If you're playing, you know, hockey or baseball, you're the best team in that sport. You're winning at the Olympics. Right. You're the best team in the world. Congratulations. You're the top, like your team just beat the world. Like I would, I just don't, I don't understand. Like you said, I, I, those are non-athlete, athletic people. They did not grow up. They don't have that competitive gene. You know, like no. I, no, I, we, I we like to compete. I, I love to compete and I love, it, it doesn't matter. You don't sit out because, you know, I hear worried about I, you heard hurt. some whispers that the team that's paying you, you didn't hurt yourself playing for them. But if you're, I mean, you can't play and live in fear. If you're going to get hurt, I mean, it could happen at any time. There's and if anything, no you guarantee. Would, if you're one of those teams, you would want those players to come represent your country because now you're it's going to draw attention up. to your your player. You know, like right. I can't tell you how many people I've well, seen. They, in the they have to allow. They let them. They let them play. You know, they give them the the freedom to to opt out of part of spring training to go play for their country. So yeah, but I'm saying like just like the okay the marketing them. part of it. Like I can't tell you how many people I've seen in the Olympics, both summer and winter, that I started following their careers outside of the Olympics just because I saw them play. Like I mean, you think about Sean White. I followed Sean White's snowboarding career basically his whole life until he retired just because I liked watching him at the Olympics. Now I'm a Sean White fan. Now I'm paying attention yeah. to snowboarding. Michael after Phelps. The Olympics. Michael like, Phelps, right? Love like that guy. Gymnastics. I loved Simone Biles, Ali Raisman. I still follow Sean Johnson on Instagram to this day. Like you start paying attention to these people outside of the Olympics. So you think that like, cool. Now I'm a, you know, a team Cuba fan. I'm from Cuba. I don't really watch baseball, but I like my country. So I'm gonna pay attention Guess what? Now, now I'm watching this player in the MLB play. You would think that yep. they would be more like they would want you to, to do that because it's going to bring more money in. Yeah. Well, the owner and the owners do. It's not the owners. It's it's just fans. Like, well, fans on. are stupid. Everyone thinks that they're the ultimate GM. They're the ultimate coach. I mean, and we're guilty of it too. We're sitting here. Oh, what are you thinking? I'm mad the Chargers aren't making moves. Yeah. Yes. Do I think Tom Telesco sure. is an idiot? Absolutely. I think he's an idiot. But he still knows more than me, and he probably has a little bit of knowledge on what he's doing. Most definitely. So, yeah, it just rubbed me the wrong way. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, we are going to switch over it for just a minute, talk a little NBA. Yeah. I know you uh, You said you had a topic that you wanted to bring up. Well, before we get there, I just – well, so I was confused. I thought I saw something on Instagram that said the Lakers were eliminated from playoff contention – after looking at it, that was not the case. So I was kind of bummed out. No. LeBron no, is hopefully looking. Brooks. Yeah, I, and I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I want to talk right, a little Lakers right. first. Did you see Austin Reeves last I, night? I, 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 yes. I mean, we can move on from the Lakers anytime you want. Uh, you you I know. know me. Like I know. I know. That, I know. that, that subject. That, that, I mean, they're in the tenth. They're in tenth place. They're still in contention, but, but they're hanging on by a thread. There is, and it's and it's crazy to me that Oklahoma City right now has a higher likelihood of making it than the Lakers do, because I don't know if I can name one person on the Thunder right now. But Shea Gilgis Alexander. There you yeah, go. that was the one I was thinking. I knew it was like a three three name. I couldn't think of it off the top of my head. I was just super happy to see Austin Reese. Austin Reese has been tearing it up for us. Had thirty five points last night, like nine for fifteen on three pointers. Love to see it, but yes, the big thing that I want to talk about because I think it's really stupid is Dylan Brooks and the Warriors. I love this. I love it. Okay. I get like Dev like the rivalry Devin Booker and Luca. They're both I mean, yeah, like they're they're both pretty competitive. They're fairly equal levels, I would say. You cannot come at a four-time NBA champion and start talking smack about how you're overrated and like once you like 
if yeah, don't Dylan poke Brooks, the bear. No, no, don't poke the bear. No, and definitely not Clay Thompson. First of all, because every time you piss him off, he's gonna go out and hit ten three pointers. Like that's just like you don't do that. To for I think it's so dumb. And and then I don't know if you saw it, but there was an old interview of Dylan Brooks saying when he was playing for was it Oregon in college? Probably yeah, he played played at Oregon in college. Yeah, yeah. when he was in Oregon and they were interviewing him and he said, I want to be the Draymond Green for my team. And then you're gonna go out and start it's like, mm-hmm. bro, you just got exposed. Like, get out of here for sure. with that. And now he's talking he's- trash about Draymond. Did you see the video of Clay like looking at Dylan and counting? One, yeah, the two, one two, three, pulled four. the Kobe out. The, the I love four. that. Oh, I love me it. too. Because it's like Clay Thompson has nothing to prove to this guy. Nothing. No, he's a four-time NBA champ. Same with Draymond. Like, I'm Dylan pretty sure Bur- this was going on last year too. Like, like they were talking trash last year. Earlier this year, Josh ja said he's not worried about anyone in the West, and now you have Dylan Brooks like. We all know what happened last year. Yeah. Which Don't honestly, the Warriors, the I did not think the Warriors were to win a little last year, but they, they they just get to the playoffs and then they turn it on. I Yeah. I told They're, you we did this two weeks ago, like like a sleeper yeah. and, and it's hard to call it, the Warriors. Can, a if sleeper. the Warriors are in the playoffs, they they have a shot. You cannot count them out. You Steph can't. and Clay are gonna Steph and Clay. Draymond is a great defender. I like watching Jordan 100%. Poole play. He's fun to watch. Like it's, but just I keep seeing like they're tweeting back and forth and in their interviews. It's just like I to me, Dylan Brooks looks like an idiot in this regard. And like, like who is he, Dylan Brooks? Like, I mean, come on, exactly. That's he's what I'm talking saying. Talking a bunch of junk, but he's 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 not an all star. No, he's. Uh, come on, guy, just just chill. You know, sometimes you need to realize. And know your place, and the best thing to do is just shut up and not say anything. Yeah, let let sleeping dogs lie. That's a great term right there, where you just don't don't poke the bear because they're gonna wake up, and then you're gonna find out where they have four rings and you have zero. Yes, and you'll learn that same lesson all over again. And another thing that I saw today. Which you might disagree with it because I know your hatred for LeBron, whatever, is Mario Chalmers saying that no one goes into a game saying, oh, crap, we have to play LeBron. That to me is you're an idiot. If you're playing LeBron, you're going because that could be, at any point he is capable of dropping 40 points. That's just what it is. Yeah, he might not play a lot of defense anymore, but he is capable of making some pretty incredible defensive plays. I mean, you saw back in 2015 that unbelievable block on Iggy. Right. Like he can play. If you're playing against LeBron James, you should have a little bit of like, ah, crap. That that to me was yeah, the, I, just I, it just doesn't I make sense. I definitely hear you. I mean, he's LeBron James, but does he instill the same fear like when it comes to having to guard him as even some of the other players in the league right now? Or you know, you bring up Michael Jordan as far as like a defender having to guard him. Does he truly instill that like, man, I got a tough job. I've got to guard LeBron tonight. Like, I don't know. I would want to guard him. Should LeBron, should Mario Le- Chalmers say that? Not Mar- Mario Chalmers is the wrong guy to say that. Yeah. Like, okay. there's some you some fair. people could say that that I could see where they're coming from. Maybe, but Mario Chalmers weren't they teammates in Miami? Yeah. Yeah, that's the crazy what in the part. World? That, okay, that there was there was a whole interview, and it was that comment he made, and the comment of "I was wide open on that Ray Allen shot," or uh, yeah, it was Ray Allen the the finals, whatever. Yeah. back in the day, uh, he goes, "I was wide open. I wouldn't even hit rim." And sh- yeah, in the clip, yeah, he was wide open on the other side, the other opposite corner of the three point line. But like, mm-hmm. I'm taking Ray Allen over. Mario oh, if Chalmers. I get and like yeah, like if I get to pick who I'm passing that ball to, I'm passing it to Ray Allen a yeah. hundred so, times uh, out of a like hundred. Kind of, between those two, just completely ignorant comments. I was like, bro, shut up. What are you? Right. What are you talking just, about right now? Just stop. Like, oh, I, I don't I was, get it. I was wide open. I wouldn't have even hit rim. Neither did Ray Allen, and he was doing a fadeaway. So, <laughs> and you still won. So I don't know why you're talking right now. No. There's just Seriously. been a lot of ignorance in the in the leagues in the past couple of weeks. It's just 
I don't know what's going on. You know what? You know what it is? Is is some of these guys have zero self awareness, like none. Which like is th- just they're not aware of where they're at in the pecking order of basketball. Granted, I I can't st- talk at all. Like I never sniffed playing college basketball, much less professional basketball. But still, you got to know your place, and I know mine. Yeah. Like you got to have a, a realization like, that like you might be a baller, but there are people that are better than you. Right. Exactly. Like even 100%. even the top the top players, you gotta you there's like there's a, there's a universal respect for other players. I feel like that is just kind of missing nowadays. I agree. I a hundred percent agree. Like I. I actually loved, and every time I see an interview with Giannis, I become more of a Giannis fan because the dude is just so real. And I don't know if maybe because he didn't grow up in the U.S. or he just has a different outlook on life. But you gotta mm-hmm. respect it. I don't know if you saw his interview. He's just happy. He is he's so. Ha- just- he's happy to be out there playing ball, and he's out there to work his butt off every game because he said, "Like I got diapers to pay for, I got bills to pay." Like. I'm out. I, yeah, that's why I'm going for another championship. I'm trying to win because I got stuff. I don't. I don't want to be broke. I got. I'm pretty I need sure the money. he can afford diapers. Like, who are we kidding? Yeah, but I mean, he makes the joke, but like that's what he can buy the he whole says. city of Milwaukee's babies diapers at this yeah, point. Yes, but that attitude of going in of like, he's not just going out there to just play basketball. Oh, I'm a professional basketball. He's going out there because he he's fighting for something. He wants to make right. sure that his family is successful and has money. And he's trying to support the people he cares about. Like that is the right attitude. Not this. I'm just going out yeah. there. I'm and, cause he has every right to be like, yeah, I'm one of the best. I am. Well, and, and him, arguably he himself top said, five, top three. Like he says, he's not as gifted at basketball as some of these other great players in the NBA you know, from a jump shot or whatever the case may be. He said, so I have to outwork and out hustle and he's doing it. And the bucks are arguably the hottest team in the NBA right now. I mean, gotta be the favorite one of my, one of my favorite quotes of all time, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't want to work hard. I mean, obviously he's pretty freaking talented. He's, you know, he is seven foot, whatever, but tall. That doesn't hurt. No, it does not. But I, I keep seeing these things on Instagram, and it was like, would you rather have, you know, Steph's shooting, Kyrie's handles, and it was like Giannis's height and build, and I was like, oh. I feel like if I had Giannis's height and build, I could just make the rest of it come. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I'll, I'll figure yeah, it you out. Can work and and develop that. Yeah, you can't coach height. You know that. No, you can't train that or anything and ep- else. And either. just that that drive. Have it or you don't. And and the more I see. Kobe videos and and same goes with Michael Jordan but like Kobe just had a drive that I don't think anyone except for arguably Michael Jordan but like the more because obviously a lot of my Instagram stuff pops up of just like old interviews and um, you know especially with like him passing like the anniversary was not that long ago I see a lot of stuff about him and that the drive that he had you know, talking about true story. You know, guy goes to warm up before a game. Kobe's already there sweating. He works out for a couple hours. Kobe's still working out after the game. He goes, "Why are we working out so long?" And he goes, "I just wanted you to know that I'm willing to work harder than you." Like that mentality. There's, there's not a single person in the NBA I don't think has that mentality anymore. Like he and you know, playing through injuries. He's saying, you know, when I was younger, I went to a game to see my favorite player. And, you know, Michael Jordan played hurt or whatever. And I want to make sure that I like Kobe was just don't get me on a Kobe thing. First of all, I'm gonna get emotional talking about it. Was different. RIP, but like he that dude was built different and you just don't see. I think the closest you can probably see is Giannis at this point. Like, yeah, I mean, these dudes, the, the guys in the NBA that do well work at their craft. I mean, Seth Curry is the same way. How many shots he gets up day in and day out. You know, the ones that excel and are really good is because. They work harder than I mean, anyone statistically, else. Steph Curry should not be as good as he is. I mean, he's only like maybe two or three inches taller than me. I know he's listed at like yeah. six four. He's realistically like six one, like without shoes yep. on. He's not, but he should not be the greatest shooter of all time. And I'll say that confidently. He works hard. Like he works he, hard. He seriously works hard. Like he puts the work in 
you know, before a game, before, you know, during practice, everything else, but even during a game, how hard he works and moves and puts pressure on his defender because mm-hmm. he's he never stops moving ever. And, and whoever's guarding him has to just chase him around and keep up with him the whole time. His off-ball so movement to watch. I love watching the, the Warriors best. play basketball. He's just out there running circles around the court. Very, very love fun it. to watch. But for sure, you know. Well, well hey, uh, let's uh, let's get to some style points. Oh, How yeah, about that? Of course. Style points. Speaking let's, of basketball, do... it's kind of a basketball-centered one, but it's not. As, it can. We got some different routes we can go with this, but yeah. So points. so I saw this. Uh, I saw this clip from back in the, you know, it was late 90s, early 2000s of, you know, Allen Iverson bringing the baggy long shorts in to where they were popular. And it showed a bunch of clips of different guys wearing them from John Wall to, I mean, you name them back in those early to mid 2000s. And, and what shorts were and how, you know, well over the knee, very baggy. And now you look at today, you know, shorts are shorter. They're slimmer, if you would. So, you know, and I grew up, that's the kind of shorts I wear. The baggy shorts, the over the knee, lots of room. But things have changed. And I feel like, you know, everyone has their own opinion or what they feel more comfortable in. What do you go yeah. for? Like, so... I was never into like the super baggy shorts. I always like it was right at the knee. Now I will say there was a time, and I don't really know why. And it wasn't just me, but there, do you remember? I don't know if you remember like the the shorts like to the knee or just below the knee, and the long socks that went like the tube socks that went up to mm-hmm. your knee. To, like uh, the, looking the back, Jason Williams, like, yeah, like like white chocolate kind of look. Yeah, right. We're like. It was basically you were in tights, but it was your shorts covering your socks yeah. that were up to your knee. Like, and I and I I had that, and I wore like old soccer socks. Like I had different colors that I would wear to practice. I thought it was so cool. Looking back, that was the cringiest probably outfit that I've ever worn. I would never be caught dead wearing that ball. I would get clowned out of the gym. But I've never been into the super baggy shorts. Me now, I'm like the five six seven inch inseam type of guy i like him short i like you know i'm i'm a, I'm a bigger guy one of my better features is my legs I gen, i've always kind of had m- more muscular legs so they don't look terrible on me but i'm a i'm a shorter shorts kind of guy i don't like the it, like the super flowy i definitely don't want them baggy or head like i like very thin material when i'm moving i don't want to feel it hitting my legs i've i was never a part of that the baggy shorts trend it the the most i would go is too much like maybe the middle of my knee but i prefer it three four inches above the knee i want a more tapered fitted whatever you want to yeah. call it i like the shorter shorts the not personally the look wise i like the tights like the three-quarter tights with the or leggings whatever you want to call them with the short shorts, that's what I would prefer to go with. But like, if I'm going out to run, or I'm going to play a sport, you know, for like a, like a, you know, PT session, going out with some friends, we're playing some sports, something I'm going shorter shorts. Yeah. So I'm a little older than you. I, 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 was, I was about to say, obviously the age, the age is going to play quite as short, uh, a shorts, but, um, you know, I've found myself even here over the past three or four years, like they've gotten a little shorter for what I'm comfortable with, what I feel mm-hmm. like looks good. Part of that's losing some weight. That definitely helped, you know, as far as how I felt about myself, but yeah, also just what you can find in stores even. And I feel like it's a good thing. I mean, at some point you might as well just be wearing a pair of pants, you know, instead of having shorts, yeah. right? When they get too long or too baggy. Now for pants, I definitely, over the past few years, love the the more like tapered type of leg. Like I love joggers. I hate having baggy legs in my pants. Like that bothers me That's to no end. Big pet peeve for me. Hundred percent, especially for pants. It. I I never was into like the baggy jeans, like the super. You know, I like them tapered, fitted. 
I used to get my dad used to because my dad's a you know him he's a he's a baggy pants kind of guy he wants them like three inches of space in the waist he wants them baggy loose that's just what he's comfortable with I don't know yeah why he's always been that way he always tried to get me to do that and that's just not my look I like the I don't rock skinny jeans because I'm a bigger baller. I can't fit skinny jeans, but yeah. I, I usually do like a maybe like a slim fit or like you now they make jeans a little stretchy. Yeah. Obviously, don't want them skin tight. I'm not built for skin tight no. jeans. But no. you definitely got to have some taper to them, fitted at the bottom. I yeah, hundred percent. And I and I'm a 100%. big even a bigger baller can get by with that if, if you yeah. get the right pair. I love this new material that's stretching now for dressier type oh, pants yes. or jeans or anything like it feels like you're wearing sweatpants half the time for real and and i've as growing up i've always been a little bit looking back i would love to look like what i grew up what i looked like growing up like i always thought i was super overweight and i really wasn't and now that i'm actually a little bit bigger i'm like man i would love to look like that again but by growing up that way, I learned to, and I watched a lot of videos and stuff. I've got some YouTubers, like some fashion YouTubers that I watch, and they give tips on how to, like, as a bigger guy, how to look slimmer, how to, like, have certain haircuts to make your face look slimmer, your body. And generally, the baggier the pants are, or your shorts especially, by having those shorter shorts, it makes you look taller, it makes you look slimmer, stuff like that. So it, that's no. why I generally, I, I generally prefer darker colors. One, I sweat a lot. I'm just a sweaty guy. It yeah. doesn't take much. So I generally gravitate towards blacks, grays, navy blues, and having the shorter shorts, the tapered pants, just because it, it looks better. It's generally more slimming. Overall, I, I think it's just 100% a much cleaner agree. look. If you see someone with like a baggy suit on it, one that looks like they just got from you know, like a hand-me-down. Like if that's all you can get, you know. Um, it doesn't the, fit. Right. It doesn't fit, but it, it just looks sloppier. Yes. You know, like there's something about agree. even a bigger guy that's got a like, I mean, you're a bigger guy. I've seen you when you've been at your skinniest practically, like since I've known you, I mean, I've known you for quite a few years. We both fluctuated our weights a lot. And even when you were at your biggest, you always dressed very sharp. It was fitted. And there's something about that that just is very respectable. And it just looks classy right. and good. You got to do whatever you can, especially when you're bigger yeah. to to look your best. You got to try extra hard. Well, hey, uh, hey, man, it's been fun. It has great good, episode. Good, good luck to you with your NCAA tournament teams. I Not feel, too I much luck, by, though. I feel like by next week we'll probably have a beating. pretty good grasp. It's, or we're gonna come on next week and it's gonna be down to the last game. You never know. So right on. Never know. Well, good luck. We'll we'll talk soon. Hope you got that milk Take care. purchased, ready to go. Well, maybe don't purchase it yet. It might expire by the time you have to drink it True for that story. challenge. But I got uh, some mayo. I won't buy the bananas yet. We're okay. Don't bother. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. All right, Dev. We'll see you.